Hey, listen, uh, Jay Ajayi just tweeted um, while we were doing that. Uh, yes, with five exclamation points. Crying me, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. I even started to pray, LMAO, crying emoji, play hands, pray hands. To which I replied with, you've just heard we're recording, haven't you, Jay? And we are back. Welcome to Long Snapper Pod. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, how we doing, boys? Good, boys. All good. Oh, wonderful. Good. Took, took a little Christmas break and that, so we got a little bit to catch up on. But as ever, um, we got a quiz, and uh, Adam, Adam's been talking up this quiz. I'm not going to lie, and we not we like a quiz here. And I think, if I'm right, Mark is is leading in the quiz sort of uh, rankings. Is that, a, is that a consensus? He's had the best quiz so far. Yeah, I, I, I know he's definitely not winning. No, as in who set the best quiz? Who set the best yeah, quiz? Yeah. Who set the best yeah. quiz? I definitely haven't won the most quizzes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's a good way of hiding... Hiding a lack of knowledge is being able to set a good quiz. Busted. So we talk big. So let's let's crack on. Adam, quiz time. Okay, and it's a nice, well, it's a nice quiz. I think for the first time that five five of us have been all recording together. Um, it's it's based well, not even loosely, but based entirely on Mastermind, the game show, and. You've each got a specialist subject and you're each going to have one minute and 30 seconds to answer questions about that subject. <laughs> Therefore, this will be six minutes and require hardly any editing. <laughs> um, your specialist subjects are your own teams. So I, I'm sure your lack of research will be compensated by immense knowledge of their history and their, their current performances. Um, the scoring, obviously, a point per correct answer. If there's a tie, the number of passes comes into it. So, shit. Shit, <laughs> Let's do it. Here we go. Then. So, I have here, I'm going to draw the order. And uh, first out of the hat is Mark. So, uh, I, think, I don't think that's a good advantage, to be honest. So, uh, let's, let's see how, how this goes. Um, and if you are... Judging by your quizzes in the past, <laughs> I'll be happy if I get like one or two of these. Okay, I think it could it could be it could be more to pressure, but let's go. Uh, if you're ready, your time starts now. What is the current sponsored name of the Buffalo Bills Stadium? New Era Field. Correct. Who is the current co-owner and CEO of the Bills? Uh, Kim Pagula. I'll give you that. It's Terence Pagula. Who is the Bills' all-time receiving yards leader? Oh, God. Um, all-time. Um, oh, man. Andre Reid? Correct. Which defensive end has had the number 78 retired after him? Um, uh, that is um, Bruce Smith. Correct. What was Thurman Thomas's jersey number? Oh, um, thir- 34. 
Correct. Which quarterback started for the Bills in their London game in 2015? No idea. Pass. Where did the Bills play a home game in 2014? Oh, wait, sorry. Can I go back and answer that one now? (laughs) It was DJ Manuel. was there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You can have that. It's your time. Where did the Bills play a home game in 2014 when their stadium was half buried in snow? Um, Oh, God. Toronto? Incorrect. It was Detroit. In 2011, the Bills changed the helmet to white. In which colour? I've started, Blue. so I'll finish. Said <laughs> <laughs> I had finished. Blue. Uh, incorrect. It was red before that. Uh, in uh, one minute and 30 seconds on the Buffalo Bills, you have scored six points and, strangely, no passes. I'm happy with that. I'll take it. It's, that wasn't too bad. It was better than I thought it was going to be anyway. Work. Next up. We have Dougie. Oh, here we go. And your, uh, <coughs> Specialist subject of the Kansas City Chiefs. Your time starts now. Which Chiefs quarterback started the game in their only London appearance in 2015? Pass. In which US state is Arrowhead Stadium? Missouri. Correct. What is the name of the current Chiefs punter? Britton Colquitt. Okay, Dustin Colquitt, I'll give you that. Which player has the most passing yards of all time for the Chiefs? Uh, Pass. Who was the Chiefs' last head coach before Andy Reid? That would be the Steelers' offensive coordinator who is called... I can't remember. Pass. Who did the Chiefs beat to win Super Bowl IV? Uh, the Packers. Incorrect. It was the Minnesota Vikings. Before the Chiefs beat the Texans in last season's playoffs, who was the last team that they beat in the postseason? Oh, you're going back many years. Um... Uh, Jesus, I don't know. Pass. In which country was kicker Cairo Santos ball? Brazil. Correct. Which quarterback backed up Alex Smith starting a game in 2013 and another in 2014? Yeah, I know his name, but I can't remember. Pass. That was Chase Daniel. Yeah, Chase Daniels. You uh, have scored three with four, five passes even. Uh, Chase Daniel was one of them. The others you passed on, uh, Alex Smith started the game in their only London appearance. Not quite sure what happened there. Trick question. <laughs> Trick question. You, you phased me. <laughs> um, that was a nice actual quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last head coach before Andy Reid was Romeo Cronell. Uh, oh, that's dodgy because he was an interim head coach. He wasn't actually no, he a head wasn't. coach. He, he wasn't. Um, the player with the most passing yards of all time was Len Dawson. And the team that the Chiefs beat in the playoffs before the Texans were also from Houston. It was the Houston Oilers. That's a, that's a, that's annoying. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's annoying. You said, well, it's you, you you spent a lot of thinking time there. Well, I'm, Next I, up. What I was going to try and do was just pass them all to see how many questions you prepared. Just to see, <laughs> just to see how. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was worried about that. Uh, next, <laughs> up is, next up is Craig. Yeah, let's do it. And your time on the New York Jets starts now. What is the current sponsored name of the New York Jets Stadium? MetLife. Correct. Who is the owner of the New York Jets? Will Johnson. Correct. Who is the Jets' all-time receiving yards leader? Domain Correct. Which quarterback started in the Jets' only London appearance in 2015? Sanchez. No, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Which Jets running back has had the number 28 retired by the team? Um, Curtis Mine. Correct. Which team did the Jets beat in their only Super Bowl? Uh, Colts. Correct. What was Broadway Joe Namath's jersey number? 12. Correct. Who was the last quarterback drafted by the Jets in the first round? Sanchez. Correct. What was the New York Jets' home before moving into Giants Stadium in 1984? Chase Stadium. Correct. Who was the Jets' quarterback for the Monday night miracle comeback against the Dolphins in the year 2000? Oh, Pennington. No, it was Vinny Testaverde, and that is the timer. And you have scored eight points. Well, Wait, that's not bad, though, is it? Good, bad at all. Hey, boys, Easy come on. I got seven of them. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get Len Dawson, son. Nah, I, I fucking nailed that. I'm it's not good under pressure. That was... <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you can guess. As if to prove that the draw wasn't rigged. Martin, you are... You are up to finish. Who can look up for his Miami Dolphins stat history webpage now. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's only one person here that would do that. Um, Martin, your time... It, it's, it's Martin, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> it is Martin. <laughs> yeah. Miami Dolphins, your time starts now. What is the current sponsored name of the Miami, the Miami Dolphins Stadium? Hard Rock. Correct. Who is the current Dolphins general manager? General manager is... Stephen Ross. No, it's Chris Greer. Chris Greer. Unless things have changed in the last two weeks. Who did Miami defeat in Super Bowl VII to complete their perfect season? That was the one against the Redskins. Correct. Which player has the most rushing yards of all time for the Dolphins? Larry Zonka. Correct. What number do you get if you add together Dan Marino and Ryan Tannehill's jersey numbers? 30. Correct. How, how many Super Bowls have the Dolphins appeared in? Three. Incorrect, it's five. Which Dolphins quarterback has a number 12 retired on his behalf? Bob Greasy. Correct. Before Ryan Tannehill, who was the last quarterback drafted by Miami in the first round? First round. Um, pass. Dan Marino. Which interim head coach took charge for three games in 2011 on Tony Sperano's departure? That was, that was, that was. I want to say Romeo Cronell, but I don't think... 
No, it was Todd Bowles. Bowles. Todd Bowles, yeah. What is the name? I'll start it so I'll finish. What is the name of the Miami Dolphins mascot? Flipper. Oh, I've got TD from my research. As in the dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> pretty Ooh, lame, how I would many, say. How You've many? scored. I, I, I've I messed up a couple of things, but I don't think it actually harmed you there. But I read an answer out when you passed one, but you have scored five points. So, so what does that mean? I think the thing that I, my... the thing I've enjoyed most about this quiz is the look on Adam's face every time he gets to say I've started so often. <laughs> <laughs> like a kid in a tweet shop. I was looking forward to that more than anything else about this. <laughs> you can tell. Also, you all had about half of the questions I had, which which means I could do this again if I needed to. Absolutely. Um, that but, is yeah, nailed on set. Um, Craig, that was superb, I've got to say. Excellent. Oi, mate. Pressure, you deserve that music. Play that news hit. <laughs> so two weeks, two weeks and normal service has resumed. I'm winning another quiz. Um, <laughs> it feels kind of good. How that feel, boy? It's feel good for you. Feel, feel as good for you as it did for me. <laughs> exactly. I, I had the pressure of going first as well, Craig, and uh, managed to come second. I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a comfortable finish in the end, but you did set pace. I did think, oi. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, before we crack on, um, just to say, uh, we're still about on your social media. Check us out on Twitter, at Long Snap Pods, um, and check us out on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just make sure you're trying to listen to it and that. So, there's been a couple of weeks of football. Um, lots has happened, um, so we're not going to go through all the games we missed, but what we'll do is give an overview of each division, um, and I think we'll start with the AFC West, and Kansas City go through, and last time we done, um, go through as a second seed in the AFC, and last time we done this, um, you know, it looked as though the Raiders were, were, were a dead cert to, to, to get that number two seed. Uh, Kansas City peaking at the right time, uh, could, could they make a run? My thinking there was the fact they're at Arrowhead is huge for them. The fact they've got that number two seed, you just fancy them at home. And you know, whoever they're up against, um, you'd like to think they're going to make it to the, to the AFC Championship um, game. It just depends who, well, dare I, dare I worry about which evil organisation they might be up against. It's, um, like to be, it's like to be Pittsburgh, isn't it, you've got to think. <laughs> well, Pitt, no, Pitt, I mean, in, I mean, ahead of that, I was thinking. Well, I was thinking further ahead, and the, the a potential trip to, to Foxborough as their reward for for beating Pittsburgh yeah. or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, fancy them in that less so, but Arrowhead is huge for them. Yeah, they've got to be happy with getting that by. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think a lot of this, Dougie, is down to the fact that you're a fan of the Chiefs, so you're down on them. I think they've got a great shot. I think they've got a a, a great D playing well. Um, have lost four games all season. I, I, I think that they've. I fancy them. I think that home to the Steelers, they can win that. I, I think they can win that well. The problem is they've everything's got to go through the um, got to go through the Patriots. But I, I think they'll do all right. So I don't think we stand any chance of beating the Patriots whatsoever. We're, Patriots we, going to win it all. Aren't they? If we have to go, <laughs> if we have to go to New England, no. Should should something crazy happen and New England lose, then. Everything goes for us, and maybe. I think one of the things you've got to look at with um, Kansas City is they're solid all over the park. You know, their offense is... I mean, I think they need to get a little bit more out of their running game. 
But Macklin's coming back. He can move the chains. You've got a good D, you know, a solid O, but Tyreek Hill, who can just blow the doors off at any given moment. He's the X factor, isn't he? Yeah. And if that defense can keep it close, you've got a player that can all of a sudden take a two-yard slant, 80 yards to the house. And, And that's, you know, teams don't want to face that. That's the sort of thing you don't want to see in the playoffs. I think you've got that in those two. I think you've got the nailed on championship, the nailed on AFC final Chiefs at Patriots. Is he, is Tyreek Hill uh, Darren Sproles incarnate or is he something a little bit more? More. More. That's 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 pace. That pace is fire. That's, I mean, I I love Darren Sproles, but it's that explosion is, does make him something to worry about, particularly in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? One game, do anything. It, it could make a difference. Three phases as well. Catch the ball, good running out the backfield and um, punt and kick returns. Um, he's, he's the real deal. He's just a brilliant football player. Four phases. You it's, forgot punching his pregnant wife in the stomach. And punching his pregnant wife he's also pretty good at, allegedly. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know how good Devin Hester was at punching people, but he, he reminds me a bit of, of the fear that teams had of Devin Hester when he was in his prime. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd just punt it out of bounds every don't, time. Don't kick it to him, is that Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't do it. Don't yeah, kick it, it to him. I, I, I look at Tyreek Hill as kind of a, maybe even a slight upgrade on like a Fraction Jackson. Someone mm. who is the return man, but a deep threat receiver. And whenever the ball's in his hands, something can happen. Yeah. And I know, I know that Jackson's been a, a little while removed from being quite as dangerous as that. But in his peak... You know, Deshaun Jackson was a very, very dangerous playmaker. So, uh, somehow, Houston have also made the playoffs. Um, I mean, for me, I, I, I just don't, I don't know how. I mean, I, I'm not sure about you boys, but this is certainly one of the worst teams I've seen make the playoffs in in recent years. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. I. I... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just angry that that team is representing the AFC South in the playoffs, and there are all sorts of reasons for that. You know, if if Tennessee and Matt Castle can not just beat them, but just annihilate them on defense as well, you know, it's it's they, well, they now know they're they're starting with Brock Osweiler, but they're they're not, they are not a playoff team. I do not know how they've got the record they have, and it's. It's just embarrassing. Well, they were the I mean, worst. One of the things... Oh. Boys, keep an eye on the screens. So we can yeah, see I was hands. looking down here, sorry. I mean, one of the things that I think the Houston Texans are is a well-coached side. I mean, Bill O'Brien, he's had QB troubles the whole time he's been there, but he's had a winning record for all three years he's, he's there. That he's a knob, though, is, isn't he? He is a knob. That hard knock series didn't help Mate. him. Oh, what it didn't help cock. him at all. <laughs> but he seems to be able to coach football and year in, year out, he's putting out a decent side. And I think if it wasn't for all the QB troubles around that place, there'd perhaps be a slightly different focus on, you know, on, on what's going on at the club. I think basically at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that if the Titans quarterback doesn't go down, they probably wouldn't lose to the Jags and they'd be in the playoffs instead. Um, but the, the crazy thing is that they, they're benefiting from quarterback um, injuries all over the place because going into the game now, you've probably got to think they're probably favourites against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, you're looking at them being in the divisional round. And is it whoever's quarterbacking them, whether it be Fred, Fred Savage or whatever the fuck his name is, or um, that, Brock, that 
Brock, idiot. It, are, they're there because their defence is half decent. Offensively, they are shocking. Shocking. The, and um, the Titans have only got themselves to blame. They're there because they've got six games. The weakest, the weakest division. Six games that they can win. And they're there because other teams didn't take the chance. But also, they were the worst side to make the playoffs ever last year. Yeah. They've, they've back to last year, the year before, the AFC South has been a joke of a division. Uh, it's it's been the Titans are better this year. Other than that, you know, they've had they've had it very easy for a while now. I mean, just some little things this season, like the the Bengals game and the the kick at the end. You know, they shouldn't they shouldn't have won that game, and that, you know, and all sorts of little things like that. They wouldn't be there, um, but they are, and we've got to live with it. I mean, well, it, it's, it, it seems like maybe um, a bit of Belichick's rub off, rubbed off on Bill O'Brien because obviously he was on um, Belichick's staff at the Patriots and the Patriots have had, what, best part of a decade of having to play nothing like any sort of competition in the AFC East and now Bill O'Brien jumps ship from a, a club that doesn't have any competition in division to another club that has got no competition in division. just seems a bit, bit odd. Don't forget that they've done all this without supposedly the best player on the planet. Yeah, well, that as well. This season, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Defense, defensively, a really solid side. But they'll, I mean, yeah. Fucking Houston. Move on. Well, speaking of, uh, so you mentioned the Raiders earlier, Mark. Um, play Houston in the in the divisional round. I mean, this, you know, this, this uh, Raiders side, not too long ago, was, was the team in the AFC. Derek Carr breaks his leg. Um how does it look? Could could Houston somehow make it to the divisional rounds and even the conference? Uh, well, the divisional rounds at least, due to the Derek Carr injury. Yeah, I think so. I think they're going to the game as favourite. Um, you saw in the in the Broncos game um, what happened to the Raiders offensively, and I know that you're talking about different defenses, but Houston isn't. You know, as we've just said, isn't completely untalented on defence. They, they just got nothing going offensively at all. They might even be going into the game with Connor Clark as the starting quarterback. Um, I, uh, Connor Clark, Connor Cook, sorry. Um, I, th- I think the Raiders are one and done. Yeah, I, I think that you can't go in a game with your third QB and hope, you know, you, you've probably got a quarter of your playbook available. You, you're so limited in what you're going to be able to do. The running game in Oakland hasn't looked, Latavius Murray hasn't looked quite on on form of late those are you know the other two backs Washington and um, Richard flash but don't seem to do it week in week out I think Houston will bottle it up and it would be a 6-3 win to to the Texans so yeah things definitely look uh tricky um over in Oakland uh following Derek Carr's broken leg um similar picture over in Miami they lost their starting quarterback uh Miami Take on Pittsburgh in a wild card um, playoff round. What do we think? How, how do we rate in Miami's chances? Jai for the uh, Super Bowl. You know, win Spotty. Where's, yeah. Where's he from again? <laughs> no, I mean L- London. You mean London born? Who's Jai? London born. Be London's <laughs> own. <laughs> his first name, London born. Yeah. Hey, um, I, hey, I've just thought. Yeah, you know, we've got to look on the bright side about this. At least we're not constantly talking about London or Scottish-born Lawrence Tynes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he was all we had for a while. Yeah, we're, at least yeah. we've got some talent. We've got some excitement. Come on. Uh, yeah, my, uh, it, my, the, the situation I think in Miami is slightly better than it is in in Oakland. In so much as we've got a competent backup QB 
who's been there a long while, who probably knows the offense and the system as well as a starting QB. So that is the kind of advantage I think that Miami have over the Raiders. The difference between the two teams is the Raiders are more talented. They're you know they're top to bottom. They're just a better organization than than Miami. And last time Miami beat Pittsburgh, it was with a banged up Big Ben trying to be a hero. That went horribly wrong. That's not going to be the case this time. I, I can't see any way for the Dolphins past them. I think the the blueprints out there for what Miami have got to do. They've got to get the ground game going early, bleed the clock off, and not let Ben on the field. That's what they've got to do, and try and keep the score down. Because if uh, those weapons get firing, Miami haven't got the firepower to keep up with them. No, there's too many ways that. Um they're going to be able to score on Miami, I think. You can keep Antonio Brown quiet, but you can't keep Lev Bell quiet. They've all had a week rest. Um, I, I think that Miami are in a bit of trouble. I mean, uh, you look you look at this situation with Miami and, and, and Mark as a Bills fan, you've got to be spitting yeah. feathers, haven't you? Fucking hell. This was your chance. Like, this was the chance for the for the, the run to end. I I know but, uh, yeah. Rex has been given well, the old Spanish elbow. and um, uh, Considering yeah, it wasn't all that Spanish long ago. Elbow, we Spanish were archer. <laughs> considering <laughs> it wasn't, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were up there with the Dolphins. Um, and then it, the wheels have so massively come off for them to miss out in the way that they have, some of the performances that they have. Um, it goes back to that. It was the Oakland game that, that I think was the nail in the coffin for us. Um, the wheels have come off massively since then, and it's the Bills is t- are talented enough to make the playoffs. They've got the roster to do it. Um, I don't think you can rely on the quarterback um, in the games where it, where he's got to put the games on his shoulders. Um, and it appears that the defense didn't necessarily like the scheme that Rex Ryan had set out for him. But man, yeah, it's uh, I don't want to talk about the Bills. Hmm. Fucking idiots. Before we move on from the Bills, I, I have to I have to talk about what I thought was the best play of the week. No, we don't, I, don't talk, I, don't talk, I don't want to talk about this. Um, this, this is by bad. a country mile was the Jets, and I'm going to, you'll have to put, I don't know, but in my air quotes, you can't <laughs> hear them, but the Jets onside kick is, yeah. how, is what I'm going to call it. Recovered I, by the Jets in the end zone. I'd like to think that I could go and get 10 mates that had never played American football <laughs> before and we wouldn't have made that mistake. <coughs> it's how, how um, I think it was Mike, Mike Gillisley. Yeah. 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 Watch the ball in the end zone. How he just it. watches it come in going, oh, he clearly thought that if it rolls into the end zone, doesn't, have, doesn't matter who touches it. Clearly that was going through his head. And there was there's an, one of the other special team guys who's running back at him yelling, Get on the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Jet, ego, ego, Mr. Jet, you have it. Admittedly, it was like 24-10 at that point with three minutes to go, so it didn't make any difference. But fuck you. Now, it is worse than schoolboy. Worse than schoolboy. And it kind of sums up the Bills in the second half of the season. I've got one more little um, thing for... Um, Mark probably knows the answer to this question. But um, this season, Reggie Bush... Oh, I, love <laughs> I love this stat. I love this stat. This is amazing. First ever time this stat. NFL record. Yeah, I've got more rushing yards this season than Reggie Bush. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, uh, isn't it something like he's the first player in NFL history to have more than 10 rushing yards attempts or something like that, or 10, have a lot of or rushing attempts, attempts yeah. and, to have, and to have minus yards in total. <laughs> 12 attempts for minus three yards. <laughs> That's a genius stat. The stats, the stats of a backup quarterback who's only come in to take seven knees. Take <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Going back to onside so, uh, kick, Martin. We we played in the game where that happened. I seem to remember. Was it for the yeah, cheaters no, or the I'm, cats? The cheaters, yeah. yeah. The cheaters. I've, I've been there. You watch the guy <laughs> as if they think it's like a punt. They get confused yeah. between a punt and a kickoff, and they're looking at the ball going. Uh, you know, it would just, it just if down. I pick that up, am I going to get absolutely welded or not? So I'm just going <laughs> to get shouted at. I shouldn't have picked <laughs> it up. <laughs> I've never. It, it was just that was everything. Like I've said previously, I, I don't think you'll see Tara Taylor in a Bills jersey next year. Um, I think there's that that organisation needs massive, massive changes, and it's already started. But we'll talk about that later. Okay, so round, that rounds up the AFC. Uh, moving on to the NFC, and uh, the pack seem to have found their feet. Um, seems like we were writing Aaron Rodgers off six weeks ago. Uh, now he's MVP again. Uh, had an impressive outing against Detroit to top the division and get home field advantage. How are we feeling about Green Bay? Are they, are they relevant? Are they a threat? Are they favourite? I'll tell you what, um, I th- <laughs> It might be that Aaron Rodgers listens to this, but he's made me look like a proper knight. I, I, <laughs> I, I thought, I thought there was he was in. He's all one of the kind, third. Yeah, <laughs> it, I, I think they were in all kinds of trouble. But wow, fair play to him. They've got it together, run the table, um, and you would not want to have to face the Packers going into the playoffs. It's um, in Green Bay. In Green Bay, the Giants must be gutted. <laughs> must be gutted, um, but I, yeah, I think that they're they're a good they're, they're one of the favourites. So I, I don't, I can't see a long way past possibly a Green Bay at Dallas divisional divisional round or um, conference championship. I think uh, that there's there's quite a few teams in that division that are going to be pretty gutted. Minnesota started eight and zero. Let's not forget that. Yeah. They were eight and zero yeah. and looking invincible. Eight. Five, five and zero. Oh, was it five? Yeah, I thought it was eight. My bad, my bad. So it's five and zero. It, look, it's not great. Whatever way you look at it, five games, eight games, it doesn't matter. They, they, they would yeah. have thought going into their bye week that they were nailed on. And uh, yeah. D- Detroit, you know, they they let a few games slip. Um, but yeah, you've tap, seen tap you've seen it before with teams coming out of the NFC where they've they've got hot. Look at look at New York twice. Yeah. Got hot at the right time. Um and I'm not sure that Dallas resting all those players was such a great idea. Well, let's talk about New York for a bit and uh I think they went on a was it was it seven games they went on an unbeaten run to make the playoffs? Six or seven, yeah. This, it, I mean, it, 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 it was it was a you know it was an impressive run at, from a team that you know week three looked like they had 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 nothing. Uh, their defense much better than maybe many people thought. Certainly much better than I anticipated. Well, what if they can sneak past Green Bay? What, what is their chances for for New York? They've beaten Dallas twice. One one thing we haven't talked about that I don't think is going to work in their favour with Odell Beckham and players of that sort of age and experience is the weather forecast at Lambeau for next weekend. It's it's like twenty below freezing or something. They are they they are going to struggle in that environment. I think um, with the some of the flashy skill players that they have. It's um, it's not like New York's in Bermuda though, is it? No, pretty, pretty nippy there as well. It's only like what seventy miles away or something. It just it just has the hallmarks for me of of a 
just a game that they they won't fancy. I might I might be I might be doing them a disservice. I know Eli's obviously gone there and won in the playoffs before, um, but some of their youngsters, I'm not so sure. Well, the, the Giants seem to have a very similar formula, perhaps to the the Kansas City Chiefs. You've got a very good defense, you've got a pretty solid offense, but a playmaker. You know, their Odell Beckham is the Tyreek Hill, so you've got a guy that can just transform a game, take it to the to the house, but I also think that perhaps the Giants have got a little bit more in their running game the last few weeks. You know, um, was it it's, uh, Paul Perkins looked, you know, did he, did he have 100 yards or near yeah, enough? Near um, enough. Yeah, last week. And Rashad Jennings looks like he's getting back fit again. So if you're getting into a cold environment like, you know, like Green Bay, perhaps the um, Giants running game is a little bit better placed there with a solid defense to, to play in those conditions. What I would say that's in the Giants' favor in that that matchup is the Packers' secondary. They've got they've got nobody left standing. They were playing safeties at cornerback on uh, on Sunday against Detroit, and whatever the weather, Beckham and Shepard and even Will Ty etc. They're going to fan the that matchup against uh, against the Packers' defensive back. Yeah. Against their uh, against their secondary. Tur- turns out Green Bay's a bit further than seventy miles away from New York. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like nine hundred. Like, like, yeah, like New York's probably seventy miles across. That's yeah, why. it's yeah. like nine. I've just, I've just done a quick Google Maps. It's nine hundred and ninety-six miles <laughs> by road. <laughs> it's like the Midwest, isn't it? Like, <laughs> three, if, if you go over. Cold, like, Go over Lake Michigan, you can cut out some of the journey time. Yeah, like, some of the mileage, like right? Two hundred miles. Like both. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Adam. This wasn't on geography. Yeah. For, for, for <laughs> me, for me, whether or not, I, the 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 big deal here is Aaron Rodgers. You watch that man work. You watch that man move. And when he plays well, I struggle to think of a better quarterback. Not only player now that I have personally seen when he's playing well is is there better out there when he plays well? It is a thing to watch. Oh, he he's the Zidane of the yeah. NFL, isn't he? he? He's a Cantona. He's that transcendent type of player. Know, shout out Cantona, boom bang. Yeah, so he's, he certainly isn't as hot headed as those guys. <laughs> well, no, no, he he he's cool as you like, but but he's someone. Just looks like he's moving slow motion, yeah. and the game's easy. It's so easy for him. Trust but yeah, he, he's masterful to watch. But he's been been nicked up a couple of times this year already, and you're thinking, you know, carbs and hamstrings and things, freezing cold like that's no no good for sort of muscular injuries. So he needs to be a little bit careful himself. And he's got a fit misses. That's got to help. Yes. Yeah. Fair play to her. So shout looking. Out, shout out to Olivia Munn. <laughs> she, she kept getting blamed when he was going on a bad run the Yoko Ono of the Green Bay Packers <laughs> uh, well if, if the Packers are going to do anything they're going to have to get past the um, well let's just say you know the NFC um, number one seed arguably the best team in football they have to get past Dallas Dallas gave Tony Romo a run, a run out um, this weekend um, dropped the game though <laughs> Uh, but they'd already clinched the first seed. I mean, what's been the most impressive thing about Dallas? And, and are we going to see them make the Super Bowl? Their offensive line. Yeah, definitely. O-line. Best in football by a mile. And the fact that they've done it this year with rookies. 
guys that haven't even played in the NFL before, a rookie QB and a rookie running back. You would never know yeah. that. You would never, you no, watch. No, no, no. Them yeah. play yeah. football, oh, you would they, they, never, they, they, ever know that. And they've landed in the best situation <laughs> they could ever have imagined coming out of college behind the best O-line in football, a couple of, you know, really top draw players, you know, the Wittons, the Bryants around them, a really good coach in Garrett. A comfortable they're just, they're, coach. He looks so much more comfortable these days. There was yeah. a time two Fresh years ago. Yeah. yeah. Different, different guy, different guy. It's so, funny. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's hilarious that you go back to us talking the final week of preseason and we were banging on about, oh, is Dak Prescott going to be fancy relevant? Um, Dougie smashing on the Cowboys saying that you won't win fuck all with rookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. It's hell as hype, mate. It's hell as hype. Uh, yeah, you're, you the see that they're, they're going to do brilliantly because they're going, they've got the big star, they'll do fuck all. Um, all of that. And yeah, wow, fair play to them. They, they clearly are helped by that offensive line, which is the best in football by a million miles. I don't think defensively they're actually all that brilliant. They're okay. They're dreadful uh, defensively. Oh, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I don't defense. think that, I don't think that, in terms of points conceded, I think they're like 14th. It's not too bad. Um, but when your offense off. keeps you off the field, it helps. Yeah, you exactly. The, the way they're playing, I think, I think you're looking at at least a, um, a conference final for them. I mean, you see that we talked about the O-line, and I will shout the O-line. They just move man out of the way. Just move out or come out of the way. <laughs> like, like for, for a running back, and, and, and you know what? That What's important and why Zeke has been so impressive and the reason he doesn't look like a rookie is an O-line can do that and a running back can still fuck it up. If he doesn't wait for his blocks, if he's not keeping his feet moving, he, he he can really ruin those plays. But he's getting the most out of them all the time. I do like Dallas. I think it's a. I think Green Bay are a massive proposition, but I do like Dallas. Inter- yeah. Interestingly, uh, one of the one of the things that cost the Forty ers management their jobs was the fact that uh, Chip Kelly wanted to draft that Prescott and was overruled by the GM. And that was uh, a mitigating yeah. factor. They all come out dismissal. and say that, though, didn't they? Well, I didn't mean, didn't everyone say that about Russell Wilson as well? Yeah, they all wanted Tom. No one wanted Russ. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. a similar similar story in Oakland, isn't there? Connor Cook got taken ahead of Prescott, or they were trying to trade up to get him, or something. So they've had, they've. It could have been Dak Prescott making his first start for for the Raiders this week. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that works in your favour. I, I can't remember which running back it was. It might have been Amir Abdullah got taken off the board before David Johnston. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the, the, the cards ended up with, oh, okay, we'll, we'll take oh. David Johnston. That's worked out pretty well for them. <laughs> yeah, they've done all right. You know what? <laughs> Swings yeah. and roundabouts. By those, by those rounds, it's all pretty much a guess. And, well, they're just yeah. playing real-life well, fantasy football, aren't they, at the end of the day? Yeah. yeah exactly. All they're doing is, is they're doing it for real dollars and cents. We're doing it for, uh, you know... Bants. Bants. <laughs> Quality bants. It's not even a Z, it's a Z. Look, look, looking at the other, uh, the rest of the NFC, um, Seattle taking on uh, Detroit uh, in a wildcard playoff. How are we feeling about Seattle? Seattle, kind of underwhelming for me this year. I, I don't know about anyone else, but I did have big hopes. I thought I really was looking forward to seeing Jimmy Graham get comfortable in that offense in his second year and Russ just at, you know at the beginning of the season we only we surely thought he was only getting better and better just never quite getting going for me 
But they're, they're the opposite of the Cowboys, aren't they? Their offensive line is what they hinge on. And if they have a decent day with their own line, they're all right. And if they don't, they don't. Um, I actually fancy the Lions to win this one. I really do. All that 12-man bollocks. Big, big, that's, and that's exactly it. The big advantage is um, for them is, is the home field thing, isn't it? And that's they, they have some thrown in some absolute pies um, away from home. The fact that they are at home to the Lions, I think, gives them a big advantage. Um, so I can see them getting through that one just because they're, they're, they get to play in front of the 12th man. After that, going, going to Atlanta, I think that, that could easily be the end of the road. Because they, yeah. they throw in some really, really poor performances away from home this year. Yeah, I think it's that, that game versus the Lions, neutral venue or in Detroit, and I fancy Detroit for it. it it's yeah. just, it, it is, you know... They're a different wanna... team at home, aren't they? Different yeah. team. Absolutely. But I don't think Seattle have got anything like enough to get past the Falcons. Mm. Not nearly. The, the, the Falcons are actually, I think, are a more complete team than Dallas. You know, you, that, that offense has put up historic numbers. You know, they have just smashed points all over the park. You know, um, Matt Ryan should be the MVP. He's been solid as a rock all year. He's thrown touchdowns like 13 or 14 different receivers. Their running game is still good, you know, with Coleman and Freeman. That defense is good. I think, was it, um, is it Vic Beasley might have the, is it, do you have the most sacks this year or certainly... I think one of their D linemen had the most sacks. That's a, a good, good old side. I've, I've got to pick you up on one thing you said there. The 16, 17 different receivers. They've, Matt Ryan's doing this without relying on Julio Jones and his massive numbers. He's throwing it to receivers you've never even heard of off the street. I don't know where they're coming from. Um, but they're, they're still, <laughs> yeah, well, at 35 points by half time. I know it's against the Saints D. And in a, in a game that, it wasn't a huge amount of hinging on it, but that that is one juggernaut of an offense, and with the 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 ground game they've got too, they're going to take I, some stopping. I think you're right. Week 16, he, they threw it to 10 receivers just in that one game. It's um, it, yeah, phenomenal effort. I think that they're that, that, if it gets to that game, so it's um, Seattle going having to go into the Falcons. I think the Seattle defense with Earl Thomas is outstanding. Without him, is all right. Um, mm. But I can't see I can't see them stopping the the Falcons enough. Considering now that Seattle have lost Tyler Lockett and he's a big big option for them as the second receiver and punt return guy. Um, I yeah, I, I Seattle might be one and one and one maybe. Hopefully, because I fucking hate the Seahawks. I'd I'd agree with that. I think at home they'll be okay against the Lions, but just because it is at home, every, yeah. I, I think I've watched whenever I've watched Seattle this year, it's been. On weeks where they've had their their bad games, a Tampa one springs to mind. There've yeah, been a the couple Ra- of others. The Rams, the Rams game in like early early weeks. I think it's yeah, six yeah. points, field goals or something like that. Yeah, Paul. And you just can't see how they can move the ball. And then other weeks, other weeks they're fine. I think they'll be. I think you're exactly right. They'll be fine against the Lions, but the Georgia Dome, forget it. Yeah. Se- Seattle <clears throat> this season against playoff teams beat the Dolphins. They beat the Falcons. They've beaten the Patriots. Uh, they lost to the Packers. Um, so they've beaten decent teams, home and away. So the one thing that the, the Seahawks tend to do is raise their game when it's absolutely necessary. So 
I still fancy the Lions for some reason. I just got this feeling, but you can't count them out. And and don't be surprised if they make it all the way. No, they they, they play good football in January, don't they? January, December, there is generally Seahawks' best football. But I think they've just got too many p- m- missing pieces at the moment to, to be able to challenge some of the, the big boys now. So let's, um, I think that, that rounds up the overlook of the NFC. So let's have a quick flip through and get each other's brackets. Um, boys, just a quick fire. Uh, I'll go through the um, potential playoff bracket and you give me your winners and eventual, and eventual Super Bowl winner. Yes? Yeah. Cool. All right. So Doug, we'll start with you. Um, Oakland at Houston in the, one of the wild cards in the NFC. I fancy Oakland to win that. And Miami-Pittsburgh in the other wildcard game. And Pittsburgh will win that probably by 30 points. So Oakland-Pats then to make the conference final. And Pittsburgh Chiefs, right, for the other divisional game. And Pittsburgh Chiefs, yeah. Uh, And out of that, I would take Pittsburgh against the Patriots for the championship game. And in the championship game? Patriots. Pats. So you've got Pats representing the AFC uh, in the Super Bowl. Let's do the NFC. Uh, Giants at Green Bay and Detroit at Seattle. Green Bay and Detroit. Detroit at Falcons and Green Bay at Dallas. Uh, Falcons and Cowboys. It would, it would be the other way around, I think, in that eventuality. Yeah, if Detroit win, they go to Dallas. Yeah. yeah Detroit, so either way, it's yeah, going to be yeah. a, 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 a Dallas Falcons with uh, the Falcons going to the Super Bowl. Okay, sweet. <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, Adam, you can go next. So, AFC, Raiders, Houston, and Miami, Pittsburgh. Well, I think Pittsburgh beat Miami. The other game is just a, a coin flip, and it's it's probably the Texans, much as, much as I hate that. Um, Following week, that would be what the Texans going to New England, New England, New England. and getting thumped. Hopefully, oh well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just I don't know. I don't know what I want to happen there. Shit against the devil, isn't it? Oh no, that's a horrible thought, isn't it? And the 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 Chiefs to beat the Steelers. <clears throat> Excuse me, the Chiefs to beat the Steelers at Arrowhead and lose horribly in Foxborough, and I hate everything about that. <laughs> um, so you've got Patriots in the uh, Super Bowl for the AFC. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think they're in the NFC. The the Seahawks and the Packers both move on at home, and the Packers then do over the Cowboys. I'm going to put that out there. Um, and they will also beat the Falcons, who will have beaten the Seahawks. So the Packers go on to, to face the Patriots, is what Ooh, I'm going to say. That's a juicy aim. Pick one out of them, then. My head, unfortunately, gives it to the, the evil organisation. Oh. I don't want it, but... Oh, this makes me feel sad. No. <laughs> My heart goes, the obviously, the other way. Oh, fuck the Pats. All right. Okay, Mark, you're up. So, uh, AFC... AFC, I'm exactly the same as Adam. I've got Pittsburgh beating Miami, Houston beating the Raiders, um, Kansas City beating the Steelers, and New England beating the Texans and the um, Pats representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, NFC, 
Green Bay to beat the Giants and the Seahawks to beat the Lions. Um, then I've got the Falcons to beat Seattle and Dallas to beat Green Bay, which will be a Dallas-Atlanta championships. And I've got the Falcons going to the Super Bowl. Ooh, a lot of love for them. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. Um, and, then, and then, unfortunately, the Pats win it all. Three out of three for wow. Pats. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I've, got, I've got a clean sweep for the for the home teams um, in uh, the wild card weekends. I, I just can't see any. The Texans uh, are going to win. The Steelers are going to win. Isn't that statistically like one of the most nailed on bets you can have of the year to bet on the home teams in the wild card round? Yeah, in, in the wild card, absolutely. Yeah, and then, well, you look at them. You fancy them anyway, regardless of you know the home away bit. But so they're going to go through whatever permutations you like. It all runs through Foxborough in the AFC. And barring summit ridiculous happening to Tom Brady, I can't see anything other than the Patriots in the Super Bowl from the AFC side. It's probably the most lopsided AFC division I think we've had for a while where there's just such a clear front runner. And then it's really about trying to find a team left in the NFC that you think is going to give the Pats the best game. And is that the Packers, the Falcons or the Cowboys? You know, which one do you want to see go through and, and play the Patriots, and it's it's a tough one. Um, and then I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm now between the Falcons and the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have probably got the best the best shot at it. I think they can keep the ball away from Tom Brady, and I think that O line just moves them all over the place. And I think that Cowboys Pats Super Bowl with a couple of rookies getting a, a ring at their first shot. Yep, and I'm I'm going to go um, similar picture in the AFC. However, um, I've got I just like Kansas City. I don't, I, 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 and I, I'm not going to bank on it, but f- because I believe in good and not evil, I'm going to say <laughs> yes. Alex Smith yes. somehow manages to get Kansas City to the conference uh, to the Super Bowl. Uh, beating beating New England on uh, you know a dodgy New York type play. The NFC, <laughs> I've, 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 I'm going to go with Green Bay. A uh, Green Bay Dallas, probably the game of uh, the playoffs. That game, uh, um, and I'm going to go Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas. I'm going to go Seahawks making it to the Falcons and 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 and, and uh, Dallas. Dallas and the uh, Falcons playing in the conference final, of which I'm going to go with that O-line. I agree with Martin. I love that Dallas team. I think Ezekiel it will go down in history. I think this will be the greatest rookie running back season we will ever see. And I think he's going to get um, them to the Super Bowl. I see a Kansas-Dallas Super Bowl, and I- I'm going to go Dallas. I think I think that is... The problem is they say defence wins championships, and I don't like that defence, but if you can keep them off the field and you can run the ball and you can make a big play, I like I like Dallas. I like Dallas getting a ring. How silly that, are we all how silly are we all gonna look when Miami played Detroit in a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. We listen back to this. <laughs> when it's a when it's a Giants Raiders Super Bowl. I tell you what as well, the the T V companies will be wanting uh, New York Dallas because yeah. that'll be the highest rated. That's I think Sorry, not New York. What am I talking about? Comments. New England. New England, Dallas. Yeah. 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 They, they yeah. want Dallas yeah. full K- stop. K- Kansas City making the Super Bowl versus 
Dallas is shit for, for <laughs> No, the worst, the worst would be Kansas City, Detroit, but that's not going to happen. Never going to happen yet. No, no. <laughs> so that's your NFL um, for the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, we'll check in. We will check in and review those picks. We like fantasy football. We like fantasy football. We like fantasy football. Why? Fuck knows. This would be the time where we typically talk a bit about fantasy. However, um, you've probably finished your fantasy league now. You've probably crowned your champion. So just a very, very quick um, roundup of some thoughts for fantasy this year, um, boys. Who was your biggest surprise? Who did you pick um, who was successful? And who's going to be your number one pick next year? Uh, biggest surprise has got to be Elliot. I didn't see yeah, him. I well, didn't see him in college, and I didn't know how great a running back he was. But it'd be interesting to see. I, you know, I think someone like Spencer Ware would probably have good numbers in that that offense. No, the, the the biggest surprise is quite clear to me, and he went for a dollar in a checks. I went back and had a look. He went for a dollar in the auction league. I'm in, and that, of course, is London-born Jay Ajayi. <laughs> Uh, who, nobody actually saw that coming. He wasn't even like likely to start when teams were drafting fantasy as ridiculous. Well, he, he, as he was left behind week one, wasn't he? Because he, he he mailed in a performance in uh, in the preseason and was told, "Don't even bother packing your kit. You're not even getting on the plane for the for the first game of the season." So yeah, you'd have been a bit hard pushed to drafting at that point. Going well, the geezer don't even look like he might even be on the roster, and then all of a sudden he's put three two hundred yard games in the bank and breaks a thousand yards and looks absolutely stellar. So yeah, yeah I, I my, agree. It was a... also my biggest surprise of JJ. Um, I, never, no, never saw it. No, it wasn't, a, didn't have the situation, got lucky, took advantage of it. Um, JJ, my biggest surprise. Um, I, I would go with someone that I picked up again. I think it cost me a couple of dollars because no one else fancied him. There was other options in there, just got injured. But LeGarrette Blunt to rush in 18 touchdowns. Um, what a legend. Yeah. Saved my fancy team as much as he possibly could. Um, but yeah, what a, what a great season here. And, and for me, it's a bit of a, a two-prong, but it's to the wide receiver position. A surprise that T.Y. Hilton led the league in yards. Yeah. <laughs> And and which which receiver had the most touchdowns? Um, um, Brown, Antonio Brown, yeah. Jordy Nelson, Evans. Oh no! Oh, yeah, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Really? Jordy no Nelson. Way. Five games. He had like seven touchdowns or something, can he? That's yeah, fourteen yeah, that's of the year. Receiving yeah. touchdowns, he had the 14, most. Fourteen, did he? Yeah. Boy. I would that not say a million years. I knew he had a good, that good run in that last bit. Hasn't Aaron Rodgers got like 15 touchdowns and two interceptions in the last five games? Like <laughs> yeah, mental. he's gone mad. Yeah. So this is why in preseason, I, I picked Jordy Nelson as my player to drop out the top 10. So, uh, <laughs> 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 what the fuck do I know? So, boys, uh, Mark, you mentioned LeGarrette um, Blount as your uh, biggest surprise, but you also picked him. So, who did you pick? Who did you say was going to be good? And he was actually good. Um, Mark, you got another one? If you don't look to my, my fantasy, <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my team was littered with players who I thought were going to be good that ended up being shit because of the situation they were in. Um, so, yeah, Todd Gurley, DeAndre Hopkins, players like that. Um, yeah, it was it was. Cap- so, and 
And in Cam Newton, Cam Newton, I picked Cam Newton. I spent a fuckload of money on Cam Newton. And he was cack. My first three picks were Hopkins, Gurley, and Cam Newton. Fuck me. No <laughs> wonder I made a play. No wonder you went out, mate. No. Anyone, had a, anyone had a shout? Who, who did you think he was going to do it and he did it for you? I'd say Matt Ryan. I drafted him three times, I think. That's a good shout. He was very under, underrated, under the radar. Fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. Oh, at least, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, draft, I drafted this fella. And he did all right. Unfortunately, the guy I, re- you dropped? I released him and he got picked up by somebody <laughs> else who then released him and then I picked him back up. And that's Britain's own J.H.I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to chuck in the old Dallas hype train that was Ezekiel Elliott. I, uh, I was very specific on this podcast from day one. This was, this was the guy of... Uh, 2016-17 and he was he was fantastic at Ohio State I didn't realise how fast he was that was the, that was also a surprise for me is that breakaway speed but god what a good running back so how uh, many games did you watch a visit I, uh, at Ohio State be, I, I, usually in college I watch the first two or three and that's always a good indicator of who's going to be good they have their big breakout games and then it's really the bowl game so you miss the week four, five, six-ish seven-ish just because you're watching NFL as well but there was no question he was on every highlight as well as seeing his first few games and him in the bowl so it, it was there was no and he was so highly thought of um, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not. I'm not out there in Ohio look, uh, reviewing scout tape, but I'm, I am reading a few blogs, and uh, he was always going to do well. Uh, and I, I fancy him next year as well. I'll spend the same money on him next year. He's he's the he's go to your other question. <laughs> my number one pick easily. Mm. It's, it's got to be him. I, I find it hard to believe that anyone's going above David, him. David David Johnson's got to be right up there, surely. Left bell. Well, Martin, that was is that your is that your yeah, biggest that, shout? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I fell in love with a bloke after watching All or Nothing the season before. And, and when Martin falls like in a, love with a man, he falls <laughs> in love with a man. Head over heels, all, all in. All <laughs> he in. is all in. <laughs> what what yeah, I did no, like about I, it, he, he does come across as a genuinely really nice bloke as well. Yeah, that's exactly what Martin said about Andrew yeah, Luck. Yeah, of yeah. that guy, <laughs> exactly. And Tyreek Hill. Yeah, the nicest guys always, always the most successful, aren't they? In the NFL, that's how it goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tom Brady. <laughs> so, number one picks, boys, next year. Who are you spending your bucks on? Who are you taking first? Well, I'm not pissing about next year. I'm picking Le'Veon Bell and I'm picking Aaron Rodgers, and I'll spend all of my budget on them. <laughs> Yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell's a, a good shout. You take his, you take his score, and you add on four games. Um, he only finished fifty points behind Ezekiel Elliott. You add four games onto that. I think he could easily be the top scoring player of all. I'm going to grab Zeke. I'm going to grab Zeke as soon as I can get him. I'm going to spend whatever it takes. I think he's only going to get better as long as none of that offensive line get hurt uh, on their way on the way to the Super Bowl. I'm 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 going Zeke. Yeah, as I said. As I said already, yeah, seek for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, it's, it's, it's got to be a running back. But the only other player I was going to give a little nod to is um, Drew Brees. Another 5,000 yeah. season. Another five. There's only been nine in history, and he's done it five of those nine. And the guy just is back to back five thousand yard seasons now. No, no one else has done it multiple times. That bloke just keeps putting. He's had two one thousand yard receivers this year, 
And Willie Sneed was only 105 yards off it. If he hadn't got hurt during the year, he'd have had three 1,000-yard receivers. Any, any offensive player around Drew Brees is, is going to be good value. Unless you're a running I'm, back. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that I, I called at the start of the season, I said that the Saints would be picking number one in 2017. I will say that because I, I thought he would. it would be towards the end of his career, the drop-off would come. His targets seem to have reduced. Yeah, they had Mark Ingram on the ground. But Michael Thomas, where's he come from? Well, the draft, obviously, but he he has given him <laughs> another fantastic option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, absolutely. Uh, but top, top quality analysis there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but from from what I thought they were, they he looks like he could be just as good next year, if not better. I don't see you know, with the the offense they've now got. I'll tell you one thing. One thing I will say about. Uh, Drew Brees is as much as I do love watching Aaron Rodgers play, and I think if he plays well, he is the number one quarterback in the game. When Drew Brees, when Drew Brees plays well, he is number two. I do love watching him play. The man six foot and his O lineman six three, six four. That is a tough old job. Keep feet moving, gun that ball down the field. I, I do, I do like watching Drew Brees play football. He also plays half his, at least half his games indoors. Which yeah, is, is, is a real, real bonus yeah. when you, when yeah. you want to chuck the yeah. ball around. Yeah. Try, try chucking that ball around in Green Bay. That in, yeah. <laughs> in the old Superdome, that's a bit of a bit of a different yeah. proposition. Also, yeah, his, right. his three of his road games are at Tampa, Carolina, and the Dome in Atlanta every year. You know, it's that's eleven games in in pretty favourable conditions every single season. So I think that probably does us for a bit of fantasy chat. Um, we, you, you know, if you play fantasy football, you know the amount of time you spend preparing for it, and then sixteen, usually seventeen, if you're a dickhead, <laughs> long weeks. Uh, that shit. Yeah, I, I lost. A, I lost the week seventeen final. Why were you playing the week seventeen? What? I'm not the commissioner. Oh, good <laughs> lord! Have a word. Um, I have. But yeah. If you're playing, if you uh, if you you played, if you're done, um, well, you are done, and uh, get ready to go again next year. Get a research in. To be fair, no one starts really reading until April, um, but it's Martin, always fun. Martin does. Martin's <laughs> already started. I guarantee. How's your draft? How's your draft board looking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we? So we get that music one more time then? Oh yeah, yeah. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps us up for the evening. Um, but, uh, you know, we'd like to check in. Uh, any other business? Christmas has come and gone. And another metric tonne of Lego has been deposited at my house. Um, <laughs> People, please stop buying my five-year-old Lego. Please, Sorry, just please stop it because nothing is more infuriating to a man who has uh, compulsive issues as little bits of Lego that get lost and end up in a box full of other little bits of Lego that have got lost, which has then been handed <laughs> down and added to ad infinitum over the last five years. To the point where I've now got five giant storage cases of little bits of Lego that are lost, and eighteen thousand instruction manuals that uh, <laughs> of uh, uncompleted Lego, which I've spent the last two weeks doing, and uh, 
spent tonight before I met up with you guys and the guys at Mallover who I did a, a pod with tonight as well, making an air traffic control tower, trying to find 70 pieces of Lego out of about 500,000. I kid you not. People, stop <laughs> buying my kids' Lego. And when, oh, it's, when your son's birthday on it is the most fucking painful thing in the world. Just make landmines out of that shit. I'll pop a picture on the WhatsApp group of the state of my Lego collection. Mate, and if it is my Lego collection. 5, 000, if you've got a box of 5,000 Legos, the only thing you can make is stairs. There's no way <laughs> you're coming out of there trying to make anything discernible. 5,000, fuck that. Well, it's got to the point where I've I've found a website that sells individual pieces of kits because there's so many kits there and like this air traffic control tower, I'm missing one semicircle of, of the uh, tower, so I need to send off for this 40p piece It'll of It'll be in your house somewhere. Wow. I can assure you. That is so Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must I must confess I have bought individual pieces of Lego in the recent past <laughs> for that same reason. So I you have my empathy. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, man. That's brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> um my son is also five. <laughs> I'll go. Um and mine is uh, a shout out um, over the Christmas period. Well, on my birthday, my missus bought me like a little record player, which I love. Uh, it's not very big, um, and I will get a, a, a proper one at some point. But I love it; it looks cool. And vinyl is making a reemergence, and it's brilliant. I was uh, I was having a walk around um, HMV the other day, picked up a a, a Prince press, and. Uh, cover of garage records and I was chuffed I was chuffed because I haven't got a fucking CD anywhere there was one point where you go into my car uh, uh, glove compartment and that bitch was full of CDs full you didn't they're just blank CDs bit of scribbling on it like everywhere <laughs> CD inside I haven't seen a CD in years everything's Spotify now and shit so it's quite nice having a physical thing that plays music so uh, yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm. I know. I've got a mate of mine who's got the best vinyl setup in his house, uh, and it's the dream. He's just got shit in the walls and that. He just looks mint, which mine isn't quite. But yeah, shouts to vinyl, man. I do like some good music. Didn't you buy Garage vinyl? Yeah, Garage. Don't what are we talking about? Don't know. I do like good music. <laughs> I, I bought a I, Garage vinyl I, record. <laughs> I, I grew, mate, I grew up in the 90s. Garage was the shit, bro. Well, late 90s. In the 90s. Not like you. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> 80s babies. These men are old people. <laughs> 70s. And, yeah. 70s and shit. Damn, son. <laughs> when I had like three channels and that. <laughs> when you had to get up to change it <laughs> and hit it. Bang, that made a bell. <laughs> that was a legitimate <laughs> <entry>. <laughs> Oh, I remember getting my first remote control for the telly. That was exciting. With a wire. A big stick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a, a reaching wand? Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't have that, but no, not quite. Oh, shit. Go on, Alan, what's yours? Uh, well, also, also around Christmas, um, we spent Christmas with family in who live in Austria. Uh, my sister and her family live there. Uh, but 
I want to talk about a little incident specifically on the drive back from her house to Munich airport to fly home, which was on Boxing Day. Um, Austrian motorway, which inexplicably has 100 kilometers per hour speed limit due to environmental reasons. Um, so fine, Boxing Day, nice little drive back, set the cruise control, just sit in the inside lane, um, just pooling along. A coach overtakes. Okay, fine. I can live with that. A coach is driving past me. Behind the coach, there's a car that then hogs the horn at me. So I'm thinking, okay, I don't quite know what I've done to upset you. The bus might be in your way because I was inexplicably doing the speed limit on the inside lane, for which I I don't apologize. But okay, I'll live with that. The car pulls up alongside me and not the driver, but the passenger who I can describe as a lady in her 80s. (laughs) Flips me the bird. <laughs> uh, for no no fathomable reason whatsoever. With a gurn as well, with the dirtiest look you can possibly imagine. I can't even recreate what she did. Um, for a split second, I was all for chasing her. And then, uh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to get in her way, pull her over and have an argument. Say, what on earth are you doing? But saw sense. And I thought, uh, this has been sort of, not eating away at me, but I want a bit of closure. I want to know why she did that, why her husband hooted at me. I, the only thing I can come up with was that the car had German plates and that they had an irrational hatred of Germans and that they were doing. But it was <laughs> this nothing is nothing irrational is, about that. This was like 10 miles short of the <laughs> German border. Every other car had German plates along there. So. Maybe she was doing that to every single car that she saw. In which <laughs> case, I, I hope she had a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she wanted you to know where she stood. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have any Tennessee Titans stuff on, did you? That, that <laughs> that, yeah, that's a fair point. Probably a t-shirt. Yeah, that'll be it. It was Brock Osweiler's gran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a name like that, yeah, Osweiler. So what you got for us, Mark? Um, well, yeah, other than Christmas, not a lot's happened to me recently because it's like it's a bit all-consuming. But I've spoken about Christmas. I think I'm going to whinge about it for the last three times we've done this, so I'm not going to talk about that. Instead, um, I, I went to one of those um, those car washes that you you drop your car off for half an hour, and these Polish guys come and clean it, and it comes back looking immaculate. And it was just, it was. I thought it was funny how one of the guys tried to mug me off the other day because I went there, dropped my car off, thought, oh, this will be all right. I'll nip down to as to do some shopping and come back, and asked for the number three that was on the board, which is the inside and outside clean. And um, and off the board it says fifteen quid, and I thought, fair enough, that would be good to drop my car off. I come back, and he tells me it's going to cost me twenty quid. So I said to the guy, twenty quid? Why does it cost me twenty quid? And I swear to God, the reason that he gave me that it was going to cost. 20 quid instead of 15 is that my car was dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I must have stood there looking at this bloke <laughs> going, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> what the fuck do you think I'd be here if it wasn't? <laughs> if the fact that your car be dirty makes it five quid more expensive, you need to have 20 quid up on the board, my son. Because, <laughs> my God, 50 quid is never going to happen. So, yeah, that, that, that made me chuckle. Good on, good on the lad for trying, anyway. Uh, Mark, can I ask you a question? Have you been to this car wash before? Yes. And have you tipped them? 
when you've played in the past? Uh, uh, oh God, I can't remember. Probably. Uh, that, if I suspect, I suspect you haven't, and that's what's happened. You've, you've got to tip those guys. I, I don't, I don't go regularly enough for him to remember me. Uh, no, they know. <laughs> they'll have a list. They'll have a, a mugshot list of faces that haven't tipped, and yeah, that's what's happened. Possible. I can't believe that a legitimate industry has sprung up out of something that I used to do with my mate Scott on the weekends. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. everywhere. Door yeah, to door. Your car for a it's killed yeah. kids of our kid, kids of 14, 15 can't get a pound. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> dirty taking our jobs. They're taking our kids' jobs now. <laughs> I'm going to speculate that they're doing a, a much better job than you and Scott used to. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. Well, Even with we, your OCD. One, yeah, we, we've got one down the road here, and every time they open the boot of our car, we've got an estate car and two massive hounds. And the dog hair in there. They literally <laughs> find, they find the little fella, bring him over, shove him in the boot, and start laughing. Google <laughs> the dog hair out. It's almost got like a, that kind of carpet stuff on the sides that really gets stuck in there. That geezer's in there for like 45 minutes. If I look at the geezer, in there, literally plucking dog hair out of the boot of my car. He's all the other fellas are rolling around laughing. Like, it's funny. With the wheels and stuff. I'm doing my bit, pal. That's your job. Poor little geezer just gets thrown in the boot. Good stuff. Martin, take us home, mate. Yeah, well, mine's not Christmas here at all. All it was, I saw something the other day that just caught my eye. Um, spent a lot of time travelling on public transport around London and stuff. And it dawned on me. There is one type of person that should never, ever, ever be late for anything. And those are people that run like spastics. (laughs) (laughs) Only for a bus. And they've got no fucking coordination at all. And you're like, my body can't move in those ways. If I fucking tried, how the hell? And you know, bollocks, I'll be fucking late. I ain't running for a bus. That's how my body moves. I tell you, it's, it's just, and a couple of three times I've seen people running for trains and buses and stuff. I've like, mate, I miss it. I, you know, it's, 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 it's it. you know when their arms are moving independently from their body? <laughs> and like, it's almost like the arms are going backwards. It's like, yeah. how does that help? You're not swimming, you're not propulsion, you know? I don't understand it. So, yeah, you run like plastic, don't be late. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's, that reminds me of when Bishop Sankey was a running back for Tennessee <laughs> tried running ever yeah <laughs> he plays for the Chiefs now doesn't he <laughs> I don't know <laughs> oh, alright boys it's been good it's been a long one two weeks um, we are going to be back next week hear <laughs> <That's a, laughs> yeah, the, the invert on the on the word is a is a question. <laughs> we aren't committed to nothing. <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> so so just to wrap, please check us out on Twitter uh, at Longstaff Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook, um, Longstaffer Podcast. Catch us on um, SoundCloud. Long Snapper podcast and on iTunes as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Subscribe. Good to be back. Nice one, boys. Yeah, Cheers, fellas. Take care. Hey, listen, uh, JHI just tweeted um, while we were doing that. Uh, yes! With five exclamation points. Crying me, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. I even started to pray LMAO, crying emoji. Pray hands, pray hands. To which I replied with, 
You've just heard we're recording, haven't you, Jay? <laughs>